Bienvenidos and welcome back to Puro Pinche Gol, the place we discuss all things USMNT y la Selección Mexicana. My name is Adrian. I'm joined once again by my co-host and tocayo, Adrian. Adrian, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, dude, I'm doing just all right. Coming back from that Liga MX quarterfinals crazy weekend. It was actually fun with the exception of one game, but I'm ready to talk. Yeah, I think the one game that we predicted that was going to probably be the closest and funnest one was the one that was kind of just a wash and a dull a dull matchup, but uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, yeah, man, like like you mentioned, uh, this episode, we're going to be discussing the Liga Mekis Clausura 2023, the semifinals, kind of giving a preview as to what to expect, who to watch for, and kind of discussing the, 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 two, or the, the four matches, eight games that we saw in the quarterfinals. You know, how did, how did we get to the point where we are with these two Clásicos in the semifinals? Um, how did the teams do in the quarterfinals? Um Let's just go right, right into it, man. Starting off, what can we expect in the semifinals? Who who advanced from the quarterfinals? What matchups do we got here? So, actually, this is... I don't know how many times this has happened in the history of Liga Mekis. I'm, I'm not going to say this is... The, I'm not going to commit to say this is the first time because I'm not too sure if that's true. Um, but we have two Clásicos happening on, on semifinales with Liga Mekis. We have a Clásico Regio between Monterrey and Tigres and then a Clásico Nacional between uh, America and Chivas. So this is actually pretty really good matches. I don't I don't know if Liga Mekis and Doña Fede were expecting to have these uh, two two semifinal matches at all. Um, but regardless, I think we're gonna see some fireworks uh, going around in Monterrey and uh, Ciudad de Mexico. Yeah, dude. Imagine how much money they're gonna be making during the semifinals. <laughs> That's this is like their I dream know, their dream uh, matches. Like for for Dude, all, all, all mid markers and carnicerias in Monterrey are gonna be popping yeah, for sure. Gonna be empty. So how many cows are gonna die this weekend for this? Um, <laughs> and cabritos. Um, but yeah, man, two two crazy matches we have in store here. Um, what can you tell us about these four teams that advance the semifinal? How do they do in their the quarterfinal matches? You know, as 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 we said at the on this episode's introduction, I mean, uh, four of the all all quarter. Well, not all quarter, but three out of the four matches and the quarterfinals were actually quite interesting and entertaining and were fun to watch. The one that I think was kind of a deception was Monterrey against Llantos. I think it was closer than we anticipated to be. Uh, we, I've, I personally felt that Monterrey would have just you know completely destroyed Llantos at this point in time. But uh, Llantos proved that while Monterrey is one of the most balanced teams or perhaps the most balanced team in Liga MX right now, they are still you know, vulnerable and they're not invincible. Um, Monterrey won by the minimum, uh, which is uh, a 2-1 um, at El Estadio de Acero Campeonatos. Um, and I, I just, you know, it goes to show that you can be the best throughout regular season. And if, if you just have one mistake, uh, you can feel the pressure on and it will be very difficult for you to shake it off. So Monterrey that's how Monterrey won 1-2-0, the- no? They won 2-0 at home. I won 2-1. They want no, to zero at home. It okay. was two zero. Yeah. Then I guess they're, they're probably oh, you know what? They uh disallowed. The no, no, uh-huh. It was yeah. a, yes, that's right. You're right. You're right. So then it's a robo. But no, it just goes to show that uh, you know, they 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 flaunt all this, you know, very they flex their offensive power week in and week out, and they couldn't score more than two goals against Jantos. And it was a very difficult for them to break that seal. 
So yeah, but as, yeah. as we predicted in the preview, Yantos always gives Monterrey and Tigres trouble in the uh, Liga. Mm-hmm. And uh, you say you know they they flex their their attacking muscle all season, but uh, when it came down to it, they had to flex their def- defensive muscle and they had two um, clean sheets. So uh, you know they still didn't let a goal in and they they scored what they needed to score. Yeah. I mean it, it wasn't the prettiest of wins. Um, but here they are in the semifinals after ha- accumulating 40 points in the regular season. And uh, what better matchup than Tigres, man? How did Tigres do to get to this uh, to this point? <laughs> dude, I, you know, you should have seen me yesterday watching that freaking match, dude. I was, I was, needless to say, my heart was racing and I was just, you know, going crazy because, man, for I was we, I saw, I saw the the light at the end of the tunnel. I, I was already. I was ready to rage on social media and with the, you know, on WhatsApp and with my friends say like, you know what, screw this. I want Andre Piaginek out, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> they, they made it. I mean, they had, they probably had the best match throughout that they had so far in the season on the first leg of this quarterfinal against Toluca. Mm-hmm. They, they were able to fight back after the first, uh, first 10 minutes that, were, that Toluca was very intense and they scored the first goal. But they just show character and they, they came back. They won for one. And that proved to be pretty much plenty for them to be in the semifinals because on the second leg, they they were a disaster for like at least 60 minutes. I mean, it was it was if and then I, it doesn't say that Toluca was uh essentially all over Tigres and and you know shooting as you know every single five minutes to to the to the goal. Um it just goes to show that Tigres was having a hard time keeping long possessions. Uh, Tigres was having a hard time trying to move into a defensive drive, into offensive drives. It was difficult for them to find that, you know, combination and associations on the wings. They forgot that they also could play through the middle, and they based a lot of their attacking options through through the wings. Uh, luckily, uh, Tigres now has realized that they don't have to count on Andre Perginac to be the savior of every single match. They have players like uh, Diego Lainez, who oddly enough is stepping up on the last uh, few matches against against Puebla and both games against Toluca. He did a, he had a, a actually decent matches. Uh, mm-hmm. Sebastián Córdoba, the uh, inventor of football sex, <laughs> he, uh, he's man, coming in clutch. Handsomest man, I mean, man in the world. Exactly, <laughs> he's coming in clutch, and I cannot complain. I mean, there's nothing that I'm gonna say bad about uh, Sebastián Córdoba because he's. He's essentially just, you know, carrying the team and trying to take that leadership role that we're we're been missing. Yeah, um, you know, after Toluca's first game or first goal in the the second match, um, at that point it was pretty, you know, even parejo match. Uh, both teams were, you know, splitting possession and had their chances. And I think actually Thetis was playing better at that point in the match. Um, Diego Lainez, like you said, was doing a great job down that right wing. He was cutting. Who's who's that left back that Toluca has? He could not handle Diego Lainez at all. Um, can't recall his name. But um, it's just that one goal. I wouldn't say it was a fluke goal, but it was kind of a no. – uh, it just went over uh, – what's his name? Mr. Nahuel. Nahuel uh, Guzman, yeah. And um, – you know, had he been better positioned, I think it would have been an easy save. But it was just a, it was a weird goal, a slow goal um, that may have kind of uh, took in the uh, the air out of Tigres and kind of 
cause the 3-0, you know, the, the next two goals to come along. I, I, too, was like you, man. I was getting ready to just turn that thing off. And um, <laughs> I just, I luckily, I kept it on for that one, you know, that pass from uh, Ander Pierre Guignac. And uh, it, it, was a, it was a goal. A goal's a goal. Another pretty is a goal, but it worked. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, here we are. We're going to have a Clásico Regio. And I'm very excited for that, even though, uh, well, we'll get to our predictions later. Um, so... <laughs> On the other side of the bracket, Clásico Nacional, how did America and Chivas fare? How did, how did they get to, to this point, man? Look, America had a walk on the park on the first leg of, it, of its quarterfinal match. But then uh, when they came back to uh, Ciudad de Mexico to play the second match, uh, they they struggled badly, man. I mean, they, they lost, uh, what, 3-1? Um, in 2-1. Or, no, 2-1. 2-1, yeah. right? They lost 2-1 against San Luis. I mean, I think... No one expected San Luis to, you know, to go out there and just, you know, put up a show, man. I, I, yeah. I for, you know, for once, I wasn't expecting San Luis to react this way. Um, and uh, it just goes to show how crazy Liga Mekis can be sometimes. I feel that America felt very confident that they had the match so controlled that they just need to do the bare minimum to make things happen. And it also uh, portrayed that I think... A lot of Liga Mekis fans and people in general around Liga Mekis feel that America is a very well-balanced, well-oiled machine that Tan Ortiz is moving forward. Um, but I just feel that this goes to show that they are not as strong defensively as people think they are. Um, I'm not. I don't, don't recall, you know, exactly what's their position defensively speaking on the standings in Liga Mekis, but, but they are not one of the. Uh, they are definitely at least top seven or top eight of the best defenses in Liga Mekis, which being top eight doesn't say a lot because there's only 18 teams. <laughs> uh, but they are not, you know, they, they they definitely score more than the goals they allow, which uh, helped them move on on this stage. Uh, I, I It also goes to show that they lose a lot of power when Henry Martin is not there. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, we, we want to say, we always want to say and flaunt that America has you know a, a good roster depth but i think in that specific area they are very henry martin dependent yeah it's going to be interesting to see how chivas deals with him and if they're able to close him down what what options do does america go to because um, they they are just a uh, get it to martin and pray i guess um which has been working <laughs> um i know so on the other side the uh Clásico Tapatillo, uh, Chivas ultimately was losing 1-0 after the first leg. How did they turn it around? Actually, the, those two matches were very, very exciting, very interesting to watch. Um, I think both of them were high intensity. No team was, you know, uh, allowing the other one to essentially uh, flourish in any way. I think, as we predicted, it was a very balanced match. I think both of them counteracted each other in a lot of ways. Um, and it was up to Atlas to just have that flawless uh, execution of their classic uh, play, which is going from Camilo Vargas to Fulu Furch, who then uh, lays the ball to uh, Luis Quiñones, sorry, Julian Quiñones, and he just, you know, puts it in the, in the net. Uh, that, and that helped them go through the first, uh, what's it called, the, the first leg of, of these quarterfinals. Um, but I think Chivas wasn't, I think Chivas put a, put a very strong, good uh, display of game uh, at El Jalisco on the on that first leg, so I think it was a little unfair to not have Chivas tied. Although they missed a penalty shootout on the way on the second leg, though, definitely Chivas played a better a match than Atlas, but it was still you know very 
close, very interesting, very uh, high high caliber reactions. Um, I think the the effort paid off to Chivas, but this reminds everyone that Chivas has very low uh, or it does, they don't have a very strong caliber striker in the roster, and they depend a lot on what their attacking midfielders do uh, to carry on the offensive drives. Unfortunately, uh, they don't have a strong striker, and I don't think they will for the next, you know for the rest of the. Or the, or the matches that come up, I don't think uh, you know the the current strikers that they have will step up to the to the challenge. Um, <clears throat> but they, you know, one thing that I don't, I feel that not every single there's only maybe two teams in Liga MX that actually have this trait, and one of them is uh, is Chivas. They know how to play as a unit. They know how to play as a team, and they cater to each each other's uh, strengths, right? So I think that's what helped uh, Chivas move on on this specific stage. Yeah, and I mean, it always obviously helped that they were in a higher seed than Atlas in the Tabla General, mm-hmm. um, having won yeah. by la minima diferencia, 1-0 in the second leg. You know, it was 1-1, ultimately, aggregate global score. Um, and they were able to advance because uh, being at a higher seed team. Um, so these two semifinals, Adrian, uh, you know, the first one being on Wednesday is going to be in El Estadio Volcán, the Tigres. So Tigres mm-hmm. playing home away or home first, and then we'll be playing away to Rayados in the second leg. And the third, the second match is going to be on Thursday, where América will be playing in Guadalajara, the first match. And then for the mm-hmm. second leg, we'll be in Estadio Azteca. How important are these home matches, uh, you know, to take care of business initially for Tigres and Chivas here? So I think Tigres and Chivas during the quarterfinal, uh, final, final final legs, the second one specifically, they, well, for Tigres the first one and for Chivas the second one, I think it it proved that you know if you do your homework at home, it will carry you on to the next stage. So if Chivas, Chivas and Tigres are able to win the match by a significant difference and are able to hold on on the on the second leg, they can definitely uh, you know match up in the final. Um, I, I think this this will be their one shot to make things happen because, uh, well, I don't think Chivas has a bad record playing uh, outside of Guadalajara, but they did lose the Clásico Nacional this season against América, and you know, in what was a very poor display of, of, uh, of Chivas in that specific match. And Tigres, they lost one nil at El Volcán against Monterrey in a match that was very close. And Monterrey, uh, you know, true to their style, they parked the bus and just scored one goal. And took it home, so I think it will be the if if Chivas or Tigres they are unable to you know take advantage on that first leg, they are in very serious trouble because I I see you know El Estadio Azteca and uh, El, El Gigante Acero as a very very difficult stronghold for uh, you know uh, the opposition or the visitors uh, to you know to carry on and uh, unlock that seal. Yeah, good points. Going to be interesting to see if they could take care of business in the first leg. Um, Adrian, man, prediction time. What do we got here? I don't think <laughs> I don't think our predictions have been as great as... Well, to be fair, I think my predictions no. have been a little bit better than yours. You've been... Yes, uh, <laughs> totally. Do. You've been totally. kind of off the off your rocker there for a little bit. But um, I know. Monterrey Tigres, man. What, what, are, what are you thinking here? I am not holding my breath for Tigres. Um, you know, they, <laughs> sorry, I just gotta, I'm just, you know, gotta lay it out as it is, as I, as I see it. Um, I, 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 as much as I want them to, you know, move on to the next stage and defeat Monterrey 
and I will be delighted and ecstatic if they do it at uh, Monterrey's house. Um, I see this as a very as a very close match. I don't see uh, any of the any any of these teams. Uh, a lot of, you know, they they're gonna be so focused that they will try not to make any mistakes whatsoever because they know that that the opposition will capitalize on them. I think Monterrey will take it home. Um, I feel that Monterrey will uh, win it one nil. Uh, Del Volcan with a counterattack and then just take it home Al Gigante de Acero by just parking the bus and hanging players from the post to block all or what you know, whatever many uh, shots on target Tigres makes. Yeah, um, I think both of us at Tigres going out to Toluca, so being here is uh, something we didn't really expect. Um, I'm with mm-hmm. you. I, I, I had Monterrey winning in El Volcan 1 0, but I had it 2 2. In uh, El Gigante de Acero. Wow. Um, yeah, I just think it's just going to be a more open game. Thieves are going to have to go for it like crazy, and they may be score early. And uh, Monterrey equalizes, and it's just going to be back and forth there. But, you know, with that 1-0 win at Volcan, Monterrey is going to have that narrow advantage. Um, just like the the game this season between them, it's going to be two really tight matches, I feel. Um, and yeah. it's just going to be decided by uh, possibly, like you said, a counterattack. Um, so for El Clásico Nacional, what are you thinking here? America or Chivas? I I personally think that this is a time for Chivas to move on and play a final. I think they've been doing everything right throughout the season for Chivas, right? I'm not I'm not a huge fan of them. I don't support them in any way. Uh, but I do like what they're trying to do out. You know, they they brought someone different to Liga Mekis. They have proven that it can work. I think it's it's time for them to show that, you know, their investment is paying off. Um, I think that they will take it home uh, just because of that specific reason that I gave uh, previously, which is they know how to play as a unit. They know how to, you know, collectively cater to each other's strengths, which is something that I don't think America has settled or has uh, managed throughout the entire season. They're very, they're very strong from the midfield and above. They're not so strong from the midfield uh, to the back. And I think Chibos will capitalize on that. I also see this to be a very tight match. But I think the first leg will go 1-1, and the second leg, Chivas will take it 1-0. Okay, so you think they will uh, have a way to kind of control Henry Martin and deal with him? I think so. I mean, you know, I mean, Henry Martin, I I hope he comes back. I hope he, you know, gets out of that rut or um, that he's able to to be 100% ready for for the semifinal match. Um, But I think El Chiquete, uh, you know, has had a, a very decent display, and um, I, I think he just he's going to be able to contain Henry Martin. I think so. Okay, cool, man. Um, we'll see how we fare for these predictions. Um, two exciting, very exciting matches in the semifinals mm-hmm. that uh, Liga Mekis is uh, giving us here. Um, so uh, excited to see that Wednesday and Thursday, and then this weekend. Um, Adrian, as we wrap up here, man, where can our listeners find us, dude? You can always find us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and turn on the notifications. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts on. And lastly, but not least, you can find us on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Puro Pinche Goal. We post stuff every now and then. Cool. Yeah, make sure to follow us and uh, let us know in the comments down below. Is your team still alive in Liga MX Clausura? Um, <laughs> who do you guys got winning uh, between these two Clásicos? Are you guys excited? If you if your team isn't alive still, um, are y'all excited to see two Clásicos here in the semifinals? 
Um, we're definitely excited. So uh, we like to talk to you guys there in the comments and uh, let us know your opinions for sure. Um, Adrian, another fun one with you, brother. I'll see you in the next one, man. Take it easy, my brother. See ya. See ya, man.